You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm Alex Regan, NYSAC's Legislative and Policy Coordinator. Our conversation today will focus on mental health programs and training at the county level. We're joined today by Erica Rouse from Erie County's Office of Health Equity and Sarah Bonk from Erie County's Department of Mental Health. Thank you both so much for taking the time for this conversation. To kick things off, could you each briefly talk about your roles within Erie County's Department of Health and Mental Health, respectively? Erica, we'll start with you. Sure. Hi, Percy. Thanks for having us. Um, I am a project coordinator in the Office of Health Equity, and um, many of my many <laughs> jobs or roles uh, is uh, mental health first aid, and so that is um, teaching. Uh, internal uh, staff, our team members here within the county, uh, the training um, for uh, various uh, populations that they serve. And uh, we also teach uh, the community mental health first aid as well. So um, we provide the trainings for Erie County and businesses, churches, nonprofit organizations, um, community groups, those kinds of things. So fraternities, sororities, uh, we've, we've been a lot of places. So uh, that's what I do uh, as far as uh, the mental health training. Wonderful. Thank you. And, and Sarah, could you please describe what your role is within Erie County? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So right now I'm working in the Erie County Department of Mental Health and I'm serving as the emergency response and disaster coordinator for the department. Um, it's a pretty cool role that's actually making a return to the department um, is it's, it's really important now as we look at our communities and our cultures and ensuring that we are working on community resiliency, that mental health has a spot at the emergency response table and really making sure that we're seeing mental health amplified, especially in some of the work that Erica just mentioned that she's doing. So I'm excited to be a part of this conversation. Awesome. Thank you both. So I want to delve deeper into everything you just teed up to talk about what your roles are, what your departments are responsible for. Erica, we're going to start with you again. Not every county has an Office of Health Equity, so I'd love to just back up a little bit and explain what are the mission and the goals of Erie County's Office of Health Equity. Yes, thank you. So uh, the vision is for uh, all disadvantaged, marginalized, uh, diverse populations in Erie County um, who experience um, a higher rate of poor health outcomes to achieve maximum health and wellness. So we know that um, there are a lot of health disparities that um, are existing within our black and brown communities, um, and communities of color. And so the goal is of health, uh, the Office of Health Equity is to maximize health outcomes. We know that um, our outcomes aren't always the same um, as our white counterparts, right? And so we're um, aiming to address that. Um, and we have um, taken a few measures um, to just get the uh, feedback and input uh, from the community uh, to lead us to address those disparities. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit about what specific health disparities you're focused on? Yes, the many, mainly the social determinants of health. There's so many that, we're, so our office was written into law. So the main um, points of the law are, um, are uh, cancer 
um, outcomes, mm -hmm. um, chronic disease, heart disease, uh, diabetes, um, mental health, uh, mental health diagnosis. So a wide range um, of health disparities um, that we are on the road to, to, to addressing. You talked about upfront how you work with all of these different organizations outside the county. You mentioned, I believe, churches, fraternities, all of these different groups. Can you talk more broadly about how the Office of Health Equity is working with both county departments and then groups outside the county departments to advance health equity within the county? Absolutely. So teamwork makes the dream work, right? We can't do everything by ourselves. And a lot of times it's good um, to partner with more familiar organizations, you know, that the community might know, right? We know that the county may not always <laughs> sit so well, you know, with the community. So it's, it's important for us to partner with trusted organizations, like I said, whether it be churches, whether it be block clubs, um, and that can range from anything to helping us with data collection. That could mean community engagement. That could mean uh, education, uh, recruitment for mental health first aid. Um, we, um, again, um, just even in light of emergencies, uh, we've partnered um, going back to the 514 massacre, going back to that. That was, I mean, that was so important, right? To come together um, and support the community um, in a collaborative way. No one can do it alone, right? And so it's important um, to uh, foster those relationships, um, keep them going, um, and just be there um, to bridge gaps, honestly. Um, that's important as well. So yeah, community partnerships are, are so essential to what we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the work you're doing is undoubtedly just so important, um, but it's got to be hard to measure how successful you're being, right? What metrics are you using to measure the success of your partnerships and also your interventions with the community? Yes, thank you for that question. So data, 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 right? Um, we So we uh, released our health disparities report last year, which can also be found on the, um, on the site. So there you'll be able to view um, the information we've collected, um, how we've, uh, you know, broke it, bro broke it down um, and how we're able to uh, deliver it in, in the report to the community. Um, and that is for public. Anybody can view that. Um, the uh, surveys uh, were very important in uh, guiding our office um, to where those uh, disparities are and where those inequities exist. We also um, held numerous focus groups and very, very, very um, intentional populations um, were chosen for those focus groups. So we got firsthand um, feedback and, 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 and communication from our communities. Um, so that was, that was very important as well. Um, they are working on um, this year's report and that should be out shortly. So you'll be able to view all the offices done and what we're able to collect um, out by being out there and, and talking to the people. Awesome. I'm looking forward to reading that and also sharing yeah. that with our members so other counties yeah. can learn from Erie's example. I want to dive now deeper into this mental health first aid training. A lot of our members are familiar with mental health first aid now. We actually offered two mental health first aid trainings at our conferences focused on adults. And so some of our members have even been trained in this. 
um, as well as, you know, members from other counties that offer this training themselves. I would love to know, you know, first, what led Erie County to introduce training in mental health first aid? So, um, again, I've talked about the law that established us, right? And so um, in the law, we talk about the, our, our intended uh, audiences or populations and just recognizing that mental health um, plays a role in many of the uh, diagnoses and illnesses that many uh, live with, right? Um, another huge factor was um, again, the racially motivated attack that happened on May 14, 2022, right? We saw many that didn't know how to talk about their feelings, where they could go. Um, and, and this was whether they were impacted directly or indirectly. And honestly, they were all impacted, right? Everybody's a survivor uh, when it comes to the, the vicarious trauma of it all, right? And so um, we took a look at that and we realized that um, just having the conversation um, amongst your friends, amongst your family was important. And we realized that mental health first aid was a great uh, training um, to help people do that. So um, in our communities, a lot of stigma um, happens, right? And so that's one of the things that mental health first aid, aid uh, aims to combat is that stigma. And so, um, in doing so, we're working at it, right? Bit by bit, class by class. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I think I know because of what what is shared, people are more comfortable to have the conversation, whether it's to initiate it, you know, or whether it's to, to help someone else or even to help themselves, you know, to tell somebody I'm hurting, um, you know, I'm angry, whatever that is. I think that has helped us help the community uh, communicate their wants and their needs as it relates to mental health. Mm -hmm. I think all of this really underscores the unique ability of counties to be responsive to the needs of their residents and how yeah. important that is to your community's well-being. Yeah. I want to break down what actually mental health first aid means. I know we're all familiar with first aid. We've seen first aid kits, right? We understand that. But mental health first aid is a little bit more abstract. It's something a lot of our members will not be familiar with. Can you explain what the curriculum includes and what tools people leave the training with? Absolutely. So um, mental health first aid teaches learners how to recognize and respond um, appropriately um, to someone having a mental health crisis or, or just experiencing a mental health challenge, right? So basically opening up the door for conversation. So it also teaches you how to get help and support. Now the help and support could be for yourself after in the aftermath of providing mental health first aid and as well as um, getting help for that person. Um, we, we reiterate, if you ever take mental health first aid, we'll say all the time, we're not here to diagnose or treat, right? We're here to provide the support for someone that needs it. So you're basically leaving that course with the knowledge um, to know your role, know your lane, right? And to be comfortable having that conversation. Uh, we also talk a lot about self-care. So we talk about, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, you save yourself first. Um, that is essential as well because you can't provide, you can't be effective in providing mental health first aid um, if you're dealing with some things yourself that are overwhelming you as well. Um, another thing that, you know, it really saves lives and it's the simplest thing, but we talk over and over um, 
about it in mental health first aid is inclusive language, person first language, strengths-based language, um, and how important it is um, to connect uh, with who you're dealing with um, and just having that, that cultural humility um, and just building that uh, rapport mm -hmm. with those you're serving. Absolutely. No, I think it's safe for me to assume that you probably completed this training yourself probably multiple times. What yeah. was your <laughs> powerful takeaway? <laughs> so as, as an instructor, I think that, like I just said, how important, and it sounds so simple, but to have that uncomfortable conversation, right? So, and this, let's, let's talk about uh, very, a very, very um, sensitive topic, which is suicide, right? So in the course, we dispel the myth that if you bring up suicide, that person will make the choice, you know, to die by suicide. Not the case, right? And so that's powerful to me because, um, Having that conversation could save a life. Having that conversation could relieve that person of holding that in that whole time. Thereby, you know, you've done them good in asking that difficult question. So I think that's the most powerful thing for me is just empowering others to say, to not be, you know, tiptoe, don't be timid. Are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you thinking of this something you thought about? People don't want to have that conversation, right? And so letting them know that that's okay and letting them know that um, it's not going to encourage them to do it. I think that's been most powerful for me um, because all our lives we, we're, we're taught these things, right? And I say all the time, we've learned some things. It's time to unlearn, right? And help each other, you know, and build community. And I think that's one of the biggest things is just making it plain for someone um, as well as yourself um, to, to just break down that barrier of the of the stigma and the shame and the, the vagueness of it all. Right. It seems hard to overstate how important this training can be for county officials. So I'd encourage Absolutely. all of our members, you know, to get signed up if you have the opportunity. Uh, before I turn it over to Sarah, I want to, again, get big picture here. Oftentimes, our county departments are siloed, right? Mental health works with mental health. Public safety works with public safety. I'd love for you to expand upon how you're complementing or integrating with the broader emergency response efforts within Erie County. That's a great question. So... We have taught, first of all, we've taught um, so many departments, you know, outside of our own within Erie County. So just introducing our department, our office is fairly new. Um, we were formed um, in the end of 2021, right? So we were able to, um, through mental health first aid, uh, introduce our office, let people know what we do, um, and not just our office, but our health equity in general, right? And how we're advancing health equity, uh, what it means, right? How does mental health uh, play into uh, health equity and all of those things? So I think that um, that's one, just teaching the course and 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 um, learning about other departments, then you're right. We are a silo, right? And so um, that togetherness, um, is important. And many of the classes are blended. So, you know, you might have, you know, 
the um, harm reduction team in with probation or, you know, and that doesn't happen often, right? And if, if we're not in a crisis, you know, if something's not going on, unfortunately. Um, so the, 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 the departments are able to talk with each other and in the training, they're able to brainstorm, they're able to share, they're able to talk about resources they, that, excuse me, resources that they both used um, and how to um, collaborate to work with clients that they may have had trouble with and um, they may not see as a challenging situation, right? We're always um, collaborating and thinking of ways to help each other in mental health first aid. And I think that's huge. Going back to what you said about um, the county and how we stay separate, right? And so when we're in a room and all of these minds are together, great things come out of that, right? So I think that that's a major, just, just the collaboration in general, getting these um, departments in one space um, in, in a very intimate and, um, and a very sensitive uh, space because mental health first aid can be very um very sensitive um and it can pull on the heartstrings so people are more vulnerable in that space and i think that's good uh for collaboration vulnerability honestly without a doubt you know i'm yes. sure all of this is much easier said than done but i think all of our counties listening could really benefit from trying to institute more of this collaboration within their own county departments whether it's related to emergency response or some other field they might be working on i think this cross collaboration as you outlined has so many benefits for so many of the services counties provide yes absolutely i absolutely agree so Erica, I want to go back to you for one last question. How are you communicating all of, you know, the fantastic efforts you're undertaking in Erie County with the public and with other county officials? Thank you for that question. So um, in mental health, uh, in addition to the mental health first aid training, we um, hand out um, uh, mental health allies. So on the front, there are Erie County uh, mental health allies, and that is for uh, birthing person, that is for someone experiencing a substance use crisis, that is for someone experiencing a mental health crisis. Um, lots of resources uh, are on this particular handout. On the back, there's a national list for uh, mental health allies, right? And so that's always very helpful. Um, we uh, update it regularly. And we also uh, display our newsletters. I believe there's 10 out right now, but the main uh, newsletters that accompany us uh, out in the field uh, during classes, we take our Let's Talk About Mental Health newsletter and our Let's Talk About Grief newsletter. Um, so that's how we get the information out um, because the mental health first aid doesn't stop when that class is over, right? And so there are people that need that information, whether it's for themselves or for those that they uh, serve or, or that they live with or that they worship with, um, it's helpful for everyone. Absolutely. I think these are really great tangible things that other counties can take away and think about implementing within their own county. So we'll be sure to link for everybody listening the newsletters that you just talked about, as well as Erie County's Health Equity Report. So you're able to check out those resources um, and connect with Erica and her team if you're interested in doing something similar within your own county. So now, Sarah, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, I'd love to first just elaborate, you know, segueing from the conversation we just had with Erica. How, how is your role contributing to the overall emergency response efforts within Erie County? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to be able to build on some of the work that Erica was just talking about, especially as they work to build that infrastructure of folks who have received that mental health first aid training. But when the county went to reinvest in mental health as an uh, extension of emergency response, one of the things they sought to do was develop the position that I'm in now as the emergency response disaster coordinator. So it's, it's interesting in that this role has really looked to be a bridge builder between the emergency emergency services infrastructure that's in place, those incident command structure systems, and really ensure that mental health has a seat at those tables, especially when it comes to response to large scale disaster scenarios, but also small scale incidents that occur in the community. There unfortunately sometimes exists a disconnect from the emergency response aspect to a scenario or to a disaster, and then the very real human care and communication aspect that oftentimes comes with that response. And that's where a position like mine is intended to be able to assist in that real-time disaster and advocate that the mental health needs of the community are provided for and that they're at least attended to and that those channels are addressed when we're looking at preparation for disaster and really recovery efforts as well. So can you expand more broadly upon, in addition to this mental health first aid training that we talked about, in addition to everything you just teed up, what specific measures exist um, within Erie County, either you know measures or strategies for responding to a mental health emergency? Yeah, so there's a variety of different things that are happening in the county. And, and for the sake of this conversation, I'll kind of focus on that larger scale response since currently that's the work that we're focusing on and most familiar with, particularly in the winter season. Um, what happens is there's a, there's kind of two things that are happening. There is the traditional incident command structure system where you have emergency support functions that kind of sit within those emergency response um, responses to those disasters. And within that, there's a traditional function for a mental health response team. So that is something that currently as a county, we're looking to really reestablish through our medical reserve corps and really looking to lean on the work that Erica is doing in the community to look for those volunteer folks who want to be able to provide that coherent, that targeted response should that be needed. But the other part of that, and one that, that we're really proud of this year for the county is really pushing that communication and making sure that people know, and all people know, people in marginalized communities, people who may be more vulnerable, have access to messaging and access to warning, notification, and messaging. And that's something that may not traditionally sit within a mental health lens, but really when we're looking at mental wellness and mental health, we're focused on community resiliency, especially in the scope of emergency scenarios and emergency disasters. So the purpose of my position is to really aid and advocate that that messaging and preparedness is happening, particularly within the mental health system. There's a lot of work that we do within the mental health system itself to make sure that clients are prepared, but sometimes that's hard to do if the system itself doesn't know that there's an emergency coming. So really making sure that all aspects of the mental health system from our peer organizations to our high need uh, CPEPs know that there is an emergency coming and collectively we really can work together to make sure we mitigate the impact of those disasters.
I'm so glad you mentioned communication. I think, you know, as a resident of Erie County, this is something that the county really excels at is communicating both internally, you can tell by your coordination and with the public about all of these different emergency events. So can you dive deeper into specifics about how you're doing this communication, both within your county departments and with the public and your community partners? Yeah, absolutely. So with our community partners, we've been really excited and narrow in making sure that we know what information we're getting out and when we're getting out because we wanted to make sure that if we're going to send information out it needs to be credible from the get so the information that we get we're going to make sure is packaged in a way that can be understood by various amounts of the community but we realized we couldn't really do that by ourselves as the county right we didn't necessarily have all the knowledge about all of the communities as just one entity. So we really leaned into the COAD or Community Organizations Active in Disaster or VOAD model, which is kind of that model of how community organizations talk to one another before, during, and after a disaster to ensure that the needs of the community are met. Now, it's important, and I just want to make sure to mention that the COAD model is really born out of volunteer efforts. It's it's born out of the work that's been done at the grassroots ground levels in communities and from that VOAD model. Um, we really look to now expand those efforts that we have with community organizations because we can rely on the redundancies that come with that into now how do we integrate the work that Erica's doing? How do we integrate the work that the mental health community is doing, that public health is doing to now focus on the recovery efforts post-disaster? So that that group that co-ed group now really brings the organizations together to hopefully then kind of tie the volunteer efforts of the community to aid in that resilience post-disaster right we have heard in these conversations so many great you know best practices tips and strategies for improving mental health preparedness and emergency preparedness but i would be remiss not to ask you directly sarah what recommendations do you have for other counties that are looking to improve their mental health preparedness and response efforts you have to make the investment um the investment needs to be made and truly I wish it were simpler than that, but unless you have designated folks to focus on health equity, unless you have folks to focus on mental health emergency response, it's hard to get done. And that's not because people don't want to do the work. I mean, we all want to do good work, but the amount of work that needs to be done is so great that we need the investment in these sort of services to really ensure that this type of work can be done. Because, you know, it, it's tough we're all doing so many things and wearing so many hats that in my former role, it was hard to manage the billing aspects of a team while also make sure that team is safe and responding and doing their job clinically. But when the investments are made to effectively support those roles and these needs, then the real work can begin. Thank you. Now, as we're coming to an end of this conversation, I want to ask both of you, so we'll start with you, Erica. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that I haven't asked yet? No, I think just um, as Sarah said, just um, make the make make the investment. Um, you know, mental health. Um, there's no time frame for when uh, when the when a blizzard happens, right? And everybody's distressed, and they've lost loved ones, and you know they've had these 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 catastrophic things happen in their neighborhoods and to their homes. 
It doesn't just, oh, I'm sad and I'm, and I'm, and I'm fine the next day, right? It doesn't just go away. And so I think that to, to, to some of what I'm saying, provide that support uh, beyond that incident, right? Keep in mind that people are still living and dreaming about events that happened that were traumatizing to them. And I think um, many times we rush, uh, we rush everyone along after something happens, right? Get back to work and get back to living. And sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough. And I think um, that's where uh, mental health first aid is, is also good and effective. Encouraging people to talk about their feelings and encouraging people to recognize when someone needs to talk about their feelings, right? So much has happened just Erie County alone from 514 to the blizzard to DeMar Hamlin to, you know, recent, we just had a blizzard. Uh, we were out of work, county offices were closed. I know everybody was frightened. Oh my gosh, is this gonna be another another incident? You know, this is this will this happen again? There were some um, you know, some some fatalities and and that's hard to hear and it's hard to see. So just the fact that people um recognizing that it doesn't just go back to normal after an event. People are still living with with the effects of of things that have happened and just for people to tune into that a little bit more. Absolutely. I think these are yeah. really important takeaways that all of this work takes time, takes investment. And, you know, we know those are scarce resources, but it's clearly paid dividends in Erie County. And I'd encourage all of our members listening to think about implementing some of these things back at home. Yeah. Sarah, I'll turn it to you. Any final thoughts? Yeah, just that really one of the most important tenants in building these networks and in building these infrastructures is open and curiously humble communication in really just making sure that to every extent possible, you keep partners informed and that you do that through building bridges and through sharing information and, and when you can providing those channels of communication is ultimately the thing that will bring us back together to be able to provide those responses for our communities. Mm -hmm. Another really important takeaway. So again, we've been joined today by Erica Rouse from Erie County's Office of Health Equity and Sarah Bonk from Erie County's Department of Mental Health. Thank you both so much for sharing your time and expertise with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.